Facebook Live. It is 2.11 p.m. Central Standard Time in the United States, 8, now 12 p.m. BST in the U.K. It's the Nomad Tech Project with Sam and Joe coming to you live here on Sunday, the 17th of September, 2023. Joe, how the hell are you? I'm good, thank you very much, sir. Although you didn't do your hay? Frantic. You, missed, you missed your hay. You didn't, you didn't, didn't do the hay part. Oh, yeah, this is start again. No, it's not. Yeah, hey. yeah. And if you're watching the live stream, we have a very special guest. We have Peter on the show. Thanks for coming in, sir. Appreciate uh, taking time. I know I may mention right before we started that, uh, you know, thanks for taking time out. And you said it's Sunday evening. I thought, well, I don't know. Maybe you have something to do on Sunday evenings other than waste time with the Nomad Tech Project. So we appreciate you swinging on by. No, not a problem. Uh, you know, Netflix is going to be there in an hour still. So I'm going to have something to watch. That's true. And then also, I th- I think uh, Friday was the, I think, the season finale of Foundation. That's the show that uh, did on Apple Plus. That's a really good show. It's uh, If you ever had a chance to check it out, it's uh, I guess it's an Isaac Asimov um, book. And uh, it's pretty good. We I don't like Apple TV that much. I don't watch a lot of stuff on there. But that, that show is pretty good. I, I, f- I found it to be pretty in- in- entertaining. So, yeah, we're going to um- it's it's actually on my list to watch. Um, there's quite a few kind of hard sci-fi um, shows that they recently released, um, but me and my wife actually finished the other day the After Party, which is a murder mystery kind of show. Okay. Yeah, uh, I've heard of it's it. really good. Yeah, it's it's very short. Characters are pretty damn good, um, and I really enjoy how it's switching between different genres pretty much every single episode. So it's yeah. it's kind of fun to watch and fun to work it out who actually done it. Yeah, and it's kind of neat too because that gives you kind of like a little bit of something to do instead of just mindlessly watching, you know, whatever. You just kind of, you know, you have to kind of be thinking about it and then kind of catching yourself have to be actively listening going, Wait a minute. Whoa, 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 did you did you get that? And then and then probably have you run into a problem where you've got to the end of the show, you couldn't figure it out, and then you find out it was like halfway through, you missed just a key piece of dialogue. You go, oh god! It's like, why did you not hear it? And I guess your wife and you kind of look at each other and go, did you hear that? And, uh, that I, I, that was the season one for us. We were like, oh my god, it it all was there for you to notice, and it just shows that we didn't like pay any attention. It was just right. a thing. So season two, we're both like watching like hawks. It's like, okay, this person did this. Like this is their story now. And when the things are starting to click, it's just such a good feeling that you are actually as smart as the writers were hoping for a viewer to be. Right. That's why me and Joe go watch that very often because we'd be like, yeah, it's like I I missed all of it. That's speak for yourself, sir. Oh, it's still a good ride. Oh, anyway, so. Well, let's see what we got going on. Uh, I guess Apple did a thing, right? Yeah, we've got to discuss phone. Apple really yeah, briefly, can, just briefly. Oh, we can discuss it. I just, I, I find it funny how it's it, it, all these different kind of pseudo camps, right? So you got the people who are happy that they went to USB-C, then people make fun of them because they go to USB-C, and there's like, well, they took an they took an Android thing. I'm like, well, well, who cares how they got there? They got here, right? So do I mean? Are you just looking to throw shade no matter what? Because you wanted them to be on USB-C. Now the standard is there, right? That's a good thing, right? And then it's, it's like, well, now thing, they're just yeah. copying, copying Android. I'm like, <laughs> now you have now you have a choice with cables, right? I don't, I don't understand. So, again, telephoto, right? 
I, I've seen people get on on TV or on things like, well, you know, this phone had the telephoto. Huawei had telephoto three years ago, and we've had USB-C for eight years. I'm like, you're clearly – what do you want these people to do, man, to stay on Lightning and complain about it? Then they go to USB-C, and now they're copying it. It's like they – you know, I, I know – I can't believe I'm actually defending Apple approach, but it's like – I mean, they're kind of stuck either way. They're People are pissed off at them. It's like – The only thing is the zoom gap. So the pixels are the same, like 5X. So you've got 1x through main, and it's filling the gap between 1x and 5x, that zoom gap. Yeah, I mean... What so do on you, the pixel, I mean, they crop in from the main sensor. Right. I'm guessing Apple are going to do the same sort of thing. Well, I guess we'll have but, to wait and see, but I mean, at least now they, they have some kind of an you know an optical zoom, right? They've, they've done the things that people... You know, they kept the dynamic island, which... I, I don't know. I don't. I don't like it. I think it occludes the display for me. Um, but it's so dynamic. But it's dynamic. But at least I mean. But at least they went with it, and you know, at least they're sticking with it for at least another generation, right? So mm. I don't know. The, the conversations are quite interesting. Uh, what have you, What is your take here? I mean, have you? I mean, mo- paid a lot of attention. Do you really care? I mean, I, I. What are your What are your thoughts about this whole Apple I, fifteen? I pay attention enough to be able to like speak with people about those devices. I'm personally not very interested in what Apple is bringing to the table. I need to say it's really good, like you were saying, to have them finally supporting USB-C, for example, um, because I think it's bringing us forward to the universal plug that we are all hoping. But I've got 10 different USB cables near me, and you wouldn't be able to say which one is doing what. Uh, There are some that can power my laptop with 65 uh, 65 watts of power there are some that can only do that but not the display um there are some that are usb-c but usb 2.1 speeds which are just uh, it's it's not very good unless you're traveling internationally and you don't want to plug in your your phone to the wall socket you want to something as slow or only uh, moving the power really from the wall um but the, the, I don't really understand the fandom between and fights between the Apple and Android. It's one of those things that, like you said, whatever Apple would do, there are people on Android front that will be saying like, well, there's a phone that is better on Android side. And then there are people on Apple saying like, well, we don't need higher than 60 hertz displays because Apple is making everything so fluid. Um, it's it's kind of this moving goalposts every single time. Whatever you're gonna do, you're always gonna find someone that's gonna be unsatisfied. Hundred percent. And then, like I said, I I think at the end of the day, you know, going to that standard is nice. You know, I know there's various. You know, I guess I think the the Pro and the Pro Max have the higher speed standard for USB C. Yeah. They don't on, uh, but it's. I don't know. I, I I guess here's the thing. I will tell you that. Um, they have an action button now, and I, I know a lot of complaints for people was, you know, at least on Android, you could double, you know, there was a you know, double hit the power, you can launch the camera or whatever. Now here's Apple essentially taking that functionality, and I think a lot of people are like, well, if, if they could just have a way to deploy the camera quickly on iOS, I could probably, they seem like they're trying to do, I, I, to me, what it is, is I think it's, it's, they're trying to finally scoop up the last vestige of any Android holdouts. Right. They were talking about USB-C standard. Done. They were talking about having an action button so that we can quick launch the camera or, you know, have that functionality. Right. Done. Telephoto, like having an optical zoom. 
done. I, I it, to me, it's it feels a lot like Apple's finally. I don't think it's a compromise. I think Apple's like, we're gonna break down the last vestiges of why people stay on Android and start to break down those barriers. And then, interesting enough, and Mike's in the chat. This is what you're gonna start to see. For the first time, probably people who were kind of like, maybe if I was gonna take a switch, maybe this is the most the easiest bridge right i don't well, have Mike to make as many standard 15 though right because he yeah he likes pixel 7 pixel yeah. 6 7a he doesn't go yeah. flagship normally right and then uh, yeah. i'm wrong mike yeah and then uh and dan action action pushing for some action right yeah of course but i mean i i think that's what it feels like to me when i see this stuff i go i don't think that's it's apple I guess it's homogenizing the standard, but it's like they're finally trying to break down whatever resistance you have. And now really the only difference really would be is the OS, right? And different kinds of form factors, foldables, flippables, that kind of thing. I I, I, I don't know. What do you think, Jody? I mean, that's how I see it. I, I It sounds like Apple's trying to move to the middle and try to scoop up those last peripheral and eh, maybe iPhone people, right? Maybe this is the year that maybe they take a swing on it and see what happens. I think plus their yearly iterations, it's always going to go that way anyway. They need to make little changes, and this year's the telephoto. Yeah, and the the, yeah, yeah, and the USB C. I think those are. I mean, yeah, can USB C. They wouldn't have done it unless their hand was forced. Right. Well, be truthful. (laughs) Yeah, and that's fine. And you know what? Sometimes you know, and I don't know how you know. I I don't really like government intervention like that into private business. Sometimes I think it can be an overreach a bit in some cases. But I don't know, Peter. What do you think? Is that do you agree with Joe? And how do you feel about like the European Union basically forcing a, a, a technological standard to kind of get Apple to comply? Um, I personally am a big fan of European Union and how they intervene in those kind of situations. I think we're giving too much. Uh, for people that were successful in one field, we are also quite often giving them too much. Um, free not free will but like um free free self-governing um Mm. in all other aspects um i think usb-c should have been there years ago for so many devices um i also think that getting apple to step in now it's only gonna remove so much waste that people need to uh, need to hold to themselves. I actually would be interested to see next quarter how much the um, accessories and services will 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 we see drop or actually uptick from Apple, because mm-hmm. theoretically they're going to be moving away from Lightning, but there's a cheaper alternative now for people who just can go to Amazon. They can type in USB C to USB C and buy have it within forty eight hours and see how's the life on the other side. Um, yeah. So, well, I I like the fact. Well, and also this is always the comment I made is the the lightning standard, right? It's I don't care what where you buy the cable, or it's Apple first party or a third party. It always every Apple cable I've ever had right there yeah. fails in the same spot, and it's almost almost to the point of it's so ubiquitous, it's almost a meme, it's almost a joke. It's like. You know, and I and I told my wife, I said, you know, she she's really the only Apple user in the house. And I told her, I said, I have yet to have an USB-C cable break like that. 
no matter where I got it from, whether it was in the box, whether I bought it third party, whether I bought it at a gas station, right? I've never had it fail there. Every lightning cable I've ever bought. And this is the one that came with my bank device because I have an I have an iPhone at work. Um, and it's starting to it's getting a little chippy there. It's starting to peel. So and almost to the point where I've seen people put like the springs. Have you seen people like wrap a spring around it or put like take two matchsticks and like wrap it with duct tape or something like that just to kind of reinforce it? And it's like you can't tell me that that wasn't a design. That's not a design failure, right? That's not the, them purposely making it to break in that spot because it's almost a joke. The, there was, um, I wish I could remember where it was, um, but there was a reporting that when the lightning standard was being proposed internally, there was a massive internal fight between engineering and um, design team because they wanted certain proportions to be kept and design was actually got the final sign off. So they shortened the uh, the pins and uh, the security sleeves. And th that's what we're ending up with. I mean, I've got USB-C cables that are like almost inch long because they are Thunderbolt 4. And that thing, that thing won't break. No. Um, but the lightning, like you're saying, three to six months, and I think you're going to need a new cable one way or another. Yeah, and I and I'm wondering. So yeah, we'll see. But I, I, I am happy about it. I, well, is it enough to get me to to switch an iPhone? No, but I, I'm curious to see how. I'm, I'm. That's what I'm more curious to see over the next six to eight months. How many people that were on Android that were ready to upgrade? They're going okay. You know what? Let let's see what let's see what's going on. Like let's see what's really on the other side of the of the fence, right? We'll we'll check it out and see. And um and I agree with uh I see uh. Luis is in the chat. This is the, I agree. This is the first year a pro kind of lands a little better. It's actually it feels like a those are the pro devices, right? A little better. Not you could debate what you call pro, right? I, I professional. Um, mm. I think all those terms, ultra pro plus, I think they've all been diluted when it comes to handheld mobile devices, right? I think it doesn't really matter anymore. Um, but I agree. I I think this for for Apple people, I think. I think this is a good thing for them. I, you know, but remember there's so many devices still in the, in the ecosystem, right? Apple, you know, 14s and 13s. I mean, you know, not many people rocking an S eight that, you know, right. But there are quite a few people like I, this guy I was playing golf with yesterday. I think he had a, it might've been a seven or a seven or maybe an eight. It was an old had It definitely had the regular home button. Right. So, <laughs> and he was rocking that and he's, like they're those people don't even care about lightning, right? They're, they're fine. They just plug it in. But um, we'll see. I it's interesting to see. But yeah, there's a lot of uh, a lot of talk behind it. So I, a bit too much talk, really. Yeah. Well, that's um, okay. D D Joe, uh, Sam, I don't know how. What are you thinking? But um, like you were saying, that Apple is now going after the pro pro users, people that are using phones as tools for. Uh, for photo lens, for transferring data. Do you think in a year or two, they're going to try to go to the lower end market or will they be basically keeping that market for themselves by supporting all the devices for much longer? Oh, Well, you know, I, the funny thing is I never thought they would make a, a cheaper, like entry-level phone. Um, and they did that a couple of times, right? With the, the SE. Yeah, with the C. Yeah, the C and the SE. Yeah, I, I honestly, if you would have, if I were a betting person, I wouldn't have thought they would have tried to attack that market. I guess it really depends. I, it really finds out. I, do they really want to try to expand in markets where 
a fifteen hundred or twelve hundred dollar device is is cost prohibitive, right? I, I guess we'll we'll wait and see, but I don't know. I who knows? I I, I, I guess because I, I think Apple yeah. like to have a premium feel and look. That's their image. So I don't think yeah, and that five C, I had I didn't have a problem with the fact that the five C was plastic. I was okay with that coming from a Lumia and all those kind of things. Like, but for I think I think it didn't really. I, I think it really put off a lot of Apple people because I I think there is something to be said for I mean how the devices look right. People are spending mm-hmm. a lot of money. They want them to be premium, not only looking but also feeling. Well, let's and, be honest, they're a fashion item, aren't they? As well, like. Well, for even just a lot of people, how many how many Android people do you know have like you know a case that's really you know kind of extra, right? I mean, Honor's making a phone that's a foldable. It's supposed to be a purse phone, purse. right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I think I, I think we're to the point now where, uh, you know, just like anything else, like like motor vehicles, right? Cars, right? They are they they're no longer transportation for some people. They are really an extension of their personality and their. I mean, mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of cars that really have a lot of aggressive, you know, interior design, paint jobs, you know, those kind of things. Accessory markets, right? You put floor mats and all sorts of craziness, right? Little stickers on your windows to kind of let everybody know that you're really into like Harry Potter or you're writing oh, anime. Or anime or, you know, Naruto or whatever, or your Roblox, right? I mean, we put those on our cars. I mean, that's the that's the essence of a bumper sticker. I don't know if they have those in the UK. Maybe they Talking do. of stickers. Yeah. There's on a great place where you get sort of like stickers for your phone. Are you talking about like like skins? Make yeah. the, make your phone skins. look different. That's the yeah. word. Where can we go to go such to a place? www.extremeskins.co.uk. Right. They do. They, they do a do good say? job. They skin your shit. Hashtag skin your shit. I'm still waiting <laughs> for them to ex- uh, to embrace that. Don't think it's gonna happen. I, but... want, I actually want a skin that says "skin your shit." Oh, that'd be cool across the side of it, like a hashtag. Yeah, skin. yeah that'd, be, that'd be cool. But yeah, check them out. That's our show sponsor, and they do a lot of. They have some new designs that have come out. Not only change the look, but actually doesn't. You don't scratch up the back end and makes it look all like you know. You look like a peasant, right? Because you got all your scratched up stuff, right? You got scratches and dings. Talking and of dents. scratching, um, there's talk that the because it's a titanium alloy, okay. it might scratch quite easily. Compared to the stainless steel, but I don't know. I don't know, but I I don't um, I don't know about. It seems like you know. Again, we're in this this argument right about frames and backs and mm. skin. everybody's using a case, and I don't know many. And I'm curious, what do you think? Do you think there's equal amounts, Peter, of Apple users with no case to Android users with no case, or do you think it's pretty similar? I, I'm curious. I don't I don't see a lot of it, but there's almost like a ground level resurgence of people kind of rocking their phones. Um, you know, a lot more uncovered or not even skinned or, or anything. I mean, what what do you think? Do you think it's equal or is it more Apple people versus it? Or I, I, think? I only think that there's less people wearing cases on the iPhones, but the cases are much bigger. They're almost like a statement piece. Mm-hmm. While with Android, um, there's quite a few phone makers now include the cases, the, the little cheap ones, yeah. right. TPU yeah. in the box. Um, and I think people are using those but they're using those because they know that the value of the phone is dropping much more like drastically than a year later of an iPhone that's got like scratches and bends. Um, but talking about the colored titanium, that really brings me back to the good HTC M8 mm-hmm. days. Oh, they had yeah. their anodized aluminum 
back and people are like well if it's crutches it's just gonna like chip out and it's like well we moved away from that like it's it right. actually builds a character to your phone it ends up being yours right. um yeah true but it's it's interesting how it's gonna be with with the iphone because we've never seen such a large sample size of uh of people having an item like that yeah, I mean, I and I, I honestly, I think if there were people that were sitting on twelves and thirteens, I, I think this is really going to. I, I think this is going to. I think you're going to have. I mean, obviously, and I've made this argument before with Apple. They don't have to put out a commercial, ever, right? They're they're done having to advertise because by this time, if you have, I mean, even if you don't, even children know what an iPhone is, right? I mean, even kids, middle schoolers, oh, right? Don't get Eight, me started. Right. Sasha oh no. Sasha calls this tablet my Samsung tablet. An iPad. Right. Oh, and I, uh, I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> it, it's it's not only her. I remember when um, Microsoft Surfaces signed up a very expensive deal with NFL, and people on TV had to relearn how to say it's not an iPad when one of the like uh, trainers was breaking them every single game. Um, right, I can imagine. That's that's probably as much like any kind of sports knowledge that I've got. Oh, okay. For the for the whole podcast, but uh, that's fine. Well, that's good because that good. I, we had we had Ted Salmon on a little while ago, and he wasn't exactly he's not exactly a sports guy. I I wouldn't say I'm a crazy sports guy. I know a lot about sport, but uh, um, obviously, You're a good sport. Uh, I'm a good sport. So, um, and I guess the question is, so I, obviously you don't have exactly a Anglican name. So my curious, I ask you real quick, is like, what's your background? I noticed you have, uh, you know, you're probably you're in the UK. I'm assuming. Um, so like how did, how, what's the, the basic high level backstory of, of how you came to be and, you know, you don't have to go into a lot of details if you have sensitive information, but I'm just curious. Uh, no, no, um, born 431 months ago, uh, in Nubuch, <laughs> Poland, um, okay. came to UK age 18 or 19, just after I finished the high school. Um, and originally the plan was just to stay for the summer, but, uh, 17 years later 16 years later and i'm still here um Great. yeah i mean life is good absolutely yeah it's interesting so was it just a finishing school and you thought why well, I, I could go check another country why what i guess germany and france and nah, let's check the uk out and you know and see what happens and i, and I guess so are you a full uk citizen now and i don't know how that process works I'm not no sure not yet uh never found exactly the money because um oh. uk citizenship is the most expensive in the world um oh. it, yes i think the full process i mean it's not astronomical but i think it's around two and a half thousand pounds to get through the process um okay. personally with the market and how the mortgage is going anytime we've got any extra cash we are just putting towards that to to yeah, make it easier on ourselves um right. especially that I'm not planning to run for any kind of um, governmental position or anything like that. That would stop yeah. me. Um, Neither am I. I decided, yeah, it's like, yeah I'm almost 50. I, I'm, I'm like, like to yeah, probably I'm yeah. thinking about it, but no, I'm not <laughs> I think, Joe, you should. You know what? It's your birthright. Right. Absolutely. Go ahead and be an MP or something, right? I don't know what's going on. So, MVP. yeah. So, if and, we, and, and, if we yeah. learned anything, you can't be worse than a current people. True. Right. At least some of them. <laughs> that's very true. Right. Well, and when I and that's another guy I found because somebody had made the comment. Uh, we were I said I, was, I played golf yesterday in a bank tournament, and of course 
I just play. I don't care to win because a lot of people are really, really, really good, and I'm not very good at golf. Anyway, so we were making a comment. They had something about you were there was a, a brief discussion about you know U.S. politics and stuff like that, and I said, well, I have some buddies who live in the U.K. and it doesn't sound much better on the other side of the pond. Apparently, they've got you know it's not it's not that's not political issues don't seem to be just relegated to the to the united states apparently <laughs> even it's, in the uk they have it's some different like, um yeah. but but there are issues nonetheless and i think all of the countries are kind of going through certain um certain movements currently um i just a small disclosure i actually studied political science for my bachelor's degree oh there uh, you go so I, i'm quite interested in things like that how um People are self-organizing, how they're going through the process. And you could see that four, five, six years ago, there was a wave of populism that later died out because people seen what was actually happening, like how power was not redistributed back to to, uh, to the communities that actually needed it most. Um, but in, in a lot of places, it's still going on and it's picking up steam. Um, I mean... Yeah, we, we can go through what's happening with like labelers in France and why why they're burning cars every other week. But you know, I think it's right. partially it's yeah. it's partially kind of the, um, the the civil right as they see it. That's you know, if things are not as they want to, they're going to the street and they're making themselves heard. Right. Well, I mean, I mean, we've had the same thing in the United States when we had you know, you know, definitely people are. It, it feels like. A, a, maybe they're just more willing to get out and really make their voices heard. I, I think social media accelerates that too, but I think also yeah. a lot of people aren't just sitting behind a keyboard, just letting it go. They're actually putting, so putting some action, physical, actual going out and, and, you know, congregating and protesting and getting out in the street and letting their voices be heard. Whether, regardless of what the, how you feel about what the overlying agenda is to it. It's interesting how it's, it's definitely changed. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, I'm old enough to remember the cold war. So, um, <laughs> and actively, like I remember as a kid, I think it was 14 watching the Berlin wall fall. And I, I, it's like, I told my dad, I was like, this is the craziest thing I've ever seen. Like I grew up assuming that the, 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 Eastern Bloc was a thing. The Warsaw Pact was going to be a thing forever. The Soviet Union was going to be the, the, the evil empire. That's I just I never had anything against the people of Russia. I just was uh, we were just, you know, indoctrinated to believe that the Soviet Union was an evil empire. Da, da, da. And all of a sudden you look up and here's the, essentially the most visible marker of that policy going and just chunks of it getting people. I mean, it was insane. I remember watching thinking this is insane. Like, I remember watching it real time live. So it's it's kind of funny how um history has a tendency of, you know, people think now that, you know, interest rates are high and they're going up, but it's like, you know, in the late seventies, it was nothing to have a 14% interest rate on a house. That was normal. Yeah. Right. So we're kind of back to it, but anyway, enough of that talk for right now. Cause I know Joe's getting all, he's, he's going I mean, to sleep on us, but it's just, it's, it's, I try to fascinate. Joe, because of Berlin wall and how you, uh, Europe was divided, we ended up with mighty ducks too having Iceland as the bodies instead of Russians. There you go. See, how do you know that? <laughs> also, weird, fun fact, and, and, I, and I think you're going to appreciate this. So um, I had a friend that I used to work with, and he, uh, he was from Poland, and he never talked about how he got out because he did get out during he, – he came to the United States during 
during the when Poland was under under you know communism or whatever. And uh, I remember he used to come to work all the time. We have a, like a little control room, had a computer, and every morning he would come in, have his coffee. He would sit at the computer and he would go to watch. He would go to read because he couldn't get the physical paper anymore. Najednik, every morning he would go there and he would read it and. I don't know what it is about Polish language, but man, it, I, I try to look at the screen. I'm like, man, I know you can understand everything. I understand it, but it looks extraordinarily difficult, especially in the pronunciation. It's, it's very, but he, so I would come in and say, his name was Romwald. I said, Hey, Romwald, what are you doing? He's like, you know what I'm doing. I'm reading Nazjenik. And then, so I got to good and I just sit cool. there. And, oh yeah. He goes, uh, so he had Nazjenik. And I think that's, I think that's the national, I don't know. He didn't make it sound, but I don't know if they still do that. Do you have you? Do you know what I'm talking about? He's, I, I hope that's still a thing. I hope I'm saying it correctly. It's hard to pronounce Polish words correctly. So, the the word that I would get out of what you're saying, it's dziennik, uh, which is there like a da- daily, uh, basically. Uh, the and is slightly tweaking me. I'm thinking maybe it's some kind of like northern Polish uh, newspaper or something like that that they would have. Yeah, he, uh, I mean, it was just online. Again, this is a long time ago, so this wasn't like, you know, the current situation. And I didn't know if it was, um, it looked like there were regular news articles. So it almost like, it had a, like a USA Today kind of vibe to it, but I wasn't sure. I don't think it was Daily Mail. I don't know. He didn't really, he never really asked. I just remember watching him read it and I was like, he goes, look, can you see words? I'm like, yeah, there's a lot of words, but I, I can't read any of that stuff, man. And then he would, he would start to read through it. And I said, can you just read? The sentences out loud so I could just hear it. And I always found Polish to be a really, I, I like listening to it being spoken, even though I'm like, I, you know, I, I think Mandarin is probably harder, I think, because it doesn't have actual letters, right? It's characters, but I think I, I think Polish is hard. <laughs> it looks hard to me. Yeah, it's definitely hard. It's not an easy language, I can say. I mean, I'm dyslexic, uh, so that oh. was challenging at one point. Uh, but also, for people not who haven't grew up with the language. So I'm from the city that's got only four letters in its name, but three of them don't exist in English. Oh. Uh, so that's the fun part. Um, it's L-O-D-Z for oh, so anyone that's interested. Is it lo- lots? Is that uh, it, so it's lots in English, but in Polish okay. it would be wuch. Oh, Jesus, yeah. Oh. Yeah, uh, oh, because yeah. L's got an accent, O's got an accent, Z's got an accent, and D as usual. Yeah, and I watched a uh, girl on TikTok. Here's the words in Polish, and you say them like you think you'd say them, and then, and then you, I'll actually say what they actually sound like. And she would have it. I was like, okay, that's it. I can't. I can't. There's no way. I'm. I'm done. I. I there's not a chance in hell I, I'm ever going to figure that out. I've got that with the cities in the UK. You look at some of them, and it's like, how? How do? You do that like half of those like letters don't get a sound in the end like yeah like uh well that's when we had remember when i, I when i had the show the across the podcast i kept saying derby because that's what it looks like and and <laughs> he yelled me it's derby i'm like i don't know it's d-e-r-b and in english the way i read it it's derby like a hat right yeah. he's like no nah. he used to give me crap all the time thrown so. out sometimes right leister yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's like yeah, and then the funny thing, and the, there is an American equivalent to that. So in the, of course, it's probably you know play on the UK, but uh, in Boston they have a lot of 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 city names and township names that have. You look at it, and it's like what? It's it's like it's situate. It's like it's not spelled that right. So we, 
Yeah. Wor- Worcestershire. The wash your sister sauce. Is that how it is? Yeah. It is. That's Worcester. Yeah. Worcester. Yeah. So anyway. So we're, we, I, I guess so, we're getting close to um, talk. To- oh, go ahead, Joe. I'm sorry. Did you know this gentleman here is a Snapdragon insider? I was going to ask about that. So like how I guess. I guess first is how would you do that, and second of all, what what are the benefits of it, and can you kind of explain what a Snapdragon Insider is, and what do you do, and how do you it kind of just talk about it in general? Because I always hear about it, but I'm actually talking to one, so I'm just curious more about the program and how that all works. I mean, if you can kind of um, explain, that, that'd be great. Sure. I mean, I I can do my best shot at it. Um, so the the easiest way of saying is like anyone who's like interested in technology and wants to sign up to a newsletter can be a, a Snapdragon Insider. Okay. Uh, that's the top line. Um, on top of that, there's so many other things that you can get yourself involved. There, there's quite a, in, um, I would say intensive, but it's not. It's as much as you want to put into it. There's a Discord uh, that I'm spending probably way too much time at and just sending gifts to people. Uh, just to put the conversation to more random kind of trajectory. Um, I love it. Random. On, yeah, I think so. Like our lives are not whimsical enough. Let's <laughs> let's send something something weird some to someone Absolutely, today. Definitely. Um, right. Then on social media, there's um, there are photo kind of competitions, but there, there there's no big rewards to anyone except like end of the month shout outs to the most interesting photos that uh, that people who are working actually on the community are selecting. Um, I mean, I was lucky enough that through some of the posts I got noticed. And last year I was sent to uh, to Hawaii to actually see when Snapdragon 8 Gen 2 was announced. Okay. Um, I Similarly, I, I was lucky enough that early this year, um, my football skills, and I'm saying skills very loosely here, uh, took me to San Diego to see um, Manchester United and Wrexham FC playing at Snapdragon Stadium. Um, so th- there's a lot of things that people get involved, but I, I'm finding it's more of a good place to speak with people about things that are interesting to you. Um, I'm not probably selling it very well, but... Um, oh, no, it, that's... It's fine, but I'll say it now. Is it, but you don't just talk about Snapdragon, right? That, I guess that's the catalyst for the community. But I guess those conversations about tech can kind of spawn into any other kinds of displays and other other processors and just tech in general, right? Yes, I, I think. I mean, me personally, I talk about anything with anyone. Um, I'm finding it interesting. Technology is very. It's very hard for me to just enclose it for one company. I know that there are fanboys for Apple, for Sony, for Samsung, um, but the wider your net is, kind of to to catch all of those interests that are uh, that are yours, the more you're going to learn and the more you're taking actually from it. Agreed. Absolutely. And like I said, I, that's why we try to hear that we're, we're not. I mean, I mean, clearly, me and Joe are both, you know, definitely fans of the Android platform, but and we do talk about it, but. We're, we try to, and I hate using the word because it's become now almost kind of a, a buzzword, but like inclusive, I, I don't care what you decide to do. If you're in a Samsung or Sony or Apple, or a, if you're a big fan of, and there, there are probably 12 of them that people that are probably uh, like the old, uh, the old Samsung 
Exynos chips, right? I'm sure there's probably somebody <laughs> that thought they were okay. I don't know. There's might be a handful, but but we don't. Again, however, however that conversation about Tuck is generated. I like to listen to people's passions about like, well, why are you into Apple? Like, can you ever see yourself? And it's funny watching their reactions. Like even the other day I was playing golf. I had opened up my phone to do something. And the guy next to me goes, Oh, is that one of those folds? And he had an iPhone, of course, and a real nice one too, you know? And he's like, I said, yeah, you know, I just, I'm an Android guy, but I have an iPhone for work. And we kind of got talking about it. He's like, I could never use an Android because of his workflow, right? He's got a business and he's an ecosystem. And we just kind of have a, maybe a two or three minute conversation about it. And it was clearly obvious. He doesn't like Android. It doesn't work for his workflow and he can't see himself switching because there's no reason to. And he wasn't being disingenuous about me using it. He actually seemed to be quite fascinated by like, Oh, you know, do you use that? Like I see you opening it up. And with me, I'm a different user. I'm on the main screen almost all the time and not because it's small. I'm just, I've been programmed by the duo. Right. So I'm just, I, you know, I've got this available. Um, and it was an interesting conversation. So we had just a real kind of quick conversation about it. Tech, and that's what I like. And then, and you've probably been in conversations where they really kind of get deep dives and people really get kind of, you know, in depth. And then the only thing I worry is you can always tell when it's switching to levels of kind of fanboyism or they're, they're defending the castle, right? Like, well, I don't know, you know, and it's, you got to kind of walk that around, right? It's very quick because some people are triggered a lot more easily than others. How do you, how do you find yourself navigating those conversations, especially if they start to get a little chippy, I guess is the best way to describe it. Um, my, my wife is saying that I'm awful person to have conversations with because I'm quite often <laughs> trying to have two points of view and kind of understand them. Um, right. So although I am like on the Discord with uh, other Snapdragon insiders, and we're talking about a new phone that is being announced. I quite often used to say that, for example, I think the 600 and below series uh, by Qualcomm were like kind of left for quite a few years. And that's where like the average person, in my opinion, should live. Like, no one should feel like they need to go and get the Galaxy S23 Ultra or um i don't know huawei p60 pro to do the daily tasks it should be a phone that it's like it's just there for you when you need it and it's doing things well mm -hmm. enough um so when when mediatek was bringing up last year quite a lot of heat i was like you know what guys like that's that's good for everyone because it's mm -hmm. it's gonna push the companies that possibly stopped really looking at that because they thought they've got it worked out mm -hmm and make it so much better for all of us. Uh, because there's this thing that is trickling from the most expensive phones to the cheapest, but we need right. sometimes those accelerators. Uh, we need the, the other company to be there waiting in the shadows saying like, if, if you're not particularly happy with this, we've got something for you that can be as good, but it's cheaper. And, and it's just like, good. yeah, competition is always good. Yeah. Um, but then again, the other day, there was a conversation about why high-end games are not coming to Android. And I think it's not because the chips are not capable of it. It's more of a iOS got the history of delivering much higher returns per user. Um, I mean, the, the average number of apps that uh, um, average Android user is downloading every single month is zero. Because once you're going to set up the phone, you really rarely go and like look for new things. Um, mm -hmm. 
And that's why I see no Resident Evil 4, for example, coming to to uh, Android. It is possible, uh, but it will require kind of change of a mentality, not only on user perspective, but also on people that are creating it. What are you doing, Joe? Are you having a moment? No, I was just reading. Uh, I'm listening to Pure because it's such a great, yeah. And and like I said, and I and I agree. Like, and MediaTek seems like they they are bringing quality, you know, chipsets. I mean, they're yeah. they're bringing, and I think people like it. I I guarantee. I know there is developers and R and D people and, and, and executives at the Snapdragon camp are like, oh man, hey, like we, it, it's kind of like every, you know, they've got it. They've got to step up their game because you know if they, if they're the only game in town, they're. I don't think there's a way to stay on top of it and not be complacent if you don't have another company or a set of companies pushing that and driving that innovation. It's very hard for you to be um, in that space to be a self-motivator and a self-innovator, right? You've got to see there has to be other forces pushing that, you know, I mean, I, I'm, I'll tell you right now, I'm pretty impressed with the new Apple chipset. It's a three nanometer process. Mm-hmm. I heard that. I was like, oh. You now, see a lot more of that though. You can make the argument because they're, you know, it's homegrown, it's their own, they don't control it all, right? It's a lot easier. But that just means that, like, I, I think in that case, I think for people like at Snapdragon and the MediaTek people, you know, I think you got to, they have a challenge because they got to hit both markets, right? They have to have their, their flagship, right? High end, but then they got to hit that 700, 600 series chipsets and really find that balance in power and performance, but also try to hit a price point, right? You don't, you know, I, I, I have no problem with, you know, the seven series chipsets. I've used Snapdragon ships on other devices and even MediaTek in there for what you can do. Like I said, just to get your daily task. I, I think a lot of people to Juan's point always make the argument about over purchasing compute power, right? You're really over purchasing it for really what you're trying to do. Oh yeah. Most people over purchase big time. <laughs> Right. And like I said, I mean, it'd be nice, but you know, but me, I, I'd be willing to look at a, like a fold device that was maybe running a seven series Snapdragon and maybe didn't, you know what I mean? A more of a, I guess a, a light, like, right. Like a, like a fold light or what I was, I, there was a description or a thought about uh, the duo having a duo light, like a plastic build that came in at like 750, 800 bucks, right. It was a, a duo two light essentially, right. Different materials, a uh, little less processing power, for, for people who want to get into the platform but didn't want to have to spend the astronomical amount of money and overbuy compute mm-hmm. power. But it seemed like it never happened. And my question is, do you, do you have any thoughts on, on why that doesn't happen generally? Is it because – I know in, in Duo's case, I think it's just because of Microsoft, right? I think it's just – but the light phones, do you, do you think that there – I mean, not like the 7As and the – the Huawei, you know, the, the, the me mix lights, right. Those kinds of phones. Yeah. Do, you, do you, do you think they get a lot of traction or is it just, are they making them just to hit a market to, it's more of a thought, thought experiment and not really a functional hope to drive sales. It's, it's something that I believe a lot of companies are creating um, to have a range of products with different price points. But the idea is that the most expensive one is the one that we're always driving the customer towards. Um, I'm working as a merchandiser, so I kind of understand the good, better, best. But even with Apple now, we've got four separate phones that are kind of building up. And I think outside of the, the base model and the most expensive model, the other two, I'm still not 100% sure where they should lie. Uh, what is the target customer for those? Mm. Um, I think, for example, that there was a really nice phone, really interesting phone uh, a few months ago. I think it was 
Mi, uh, Xiaomi Mi 13 Lite, mm -hmm. which had two selfie cameras. It had uh, quite an interesting design, different to other phones uh, from that series. And it had, I think, the um, Snapdragon 7 series or 6 series. It was one of the launch models for that. And I think that phone was, it was a disservice to call it a light because it was fully realized idea, but they needed to put it somewhere in the range and they put a light name into it. And that kind of drove people away from it, say, thinking that it's got some shortcomings. Well, I think the phone itself was great as it was. Yeah, I was just happy to, I was just, while we were talking about it, I just happened to go over there. Yes, yeah, good chips. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and it, and it's uh, yeah. In this phone, yeah, it's six point five five. You got a ten eighty p, which I think is still a seven gen one, a seven gen one with eight gigs of RAM, but it's not a a, a battery. It's at forty five hundred milliamps, right? And I think, yeah. I, and they and they're talking about a sixty seven wire charging seven series. That I think, and especially, and they're they're saying here, and um, they always give uh, such a great website, by the way. But they're looking at one twenty eight gig right now at three three nine on amazon yeah. right now that's i mean mm. you know say what you will about maybe you're not a big fan of the of the xiaomi os right a lot of you know a lot of people talk about that but as far as a phone and capability and hardware and software man that that could really serve a lot of android users very very well so going uh, back to the competition thing i think xiaomi are really starting to push boundaries which is good and um that's what's needed because when um huawei lost google services at that point they were really pushing samsung and oh, Apple, yeah. actually uh, yeah. Huawei were doing very very well and when that competition went i think samsung got a bit slack for a little while mm -hmm. so it's great to well see yeah Xiaomi they definitely pushing. they definitely had that remember they had that that competition vacuum right that comes mm -hmm. in where samsung's like okay well hey you know huawei is really on nipping at our heels well they're gone now we can kind of like maybe we can kind of take off the accelerator right and kind of keep our development you know, I, but um, there's a question here from Shark, and thank for, thankfully, Shark's in the chat. Thanks for showing up always. And everybody in the chat, by the way, thanks for always coming in. I, we love you guys coming in here. But yeah, there's a question for you. What are your thoughts, if any, about the ARM IPO, especially given Apple's recent 20 year commitment to their chips? So he had a finance angle to the chip discussion. Of course, uh, Shark is our resident finance expert. He is uh, the man of all things money. He's a very, very great. Uh, gas and a supporter of the show, and I, I love I love talking to him. He's great. So, what do you think about that? Any, any thoughts about the um, arm? I always have thoughts about things. Uh, so, Good. <laughs> with with arm as a business and how it's held today, and um, I think it's still the um, the Japanese investing company that is uh, owner. Um, how they're called? They used to own WeWork as well. Okay. Um, it's it's just on the tip of my uh, my tongue. It's going to come to me at some point. Um, they, in my opinion, they want to get out of that business. They they put it in. I think seven or eight years ago. They want to cash in, get those money, starting reinvesting, seeing how things are currently. Um, there's a lot of businesses that are going into. Oh, SoftBank. Thank you so much, sir. Um, there, there's a lot of companies that are pre-IPO, uh, but already are making moves into going IPO later this year. How that would work with ARM when ARM was denied uh, being purchased by NVIDIA last year or two years ago, I don't exactly know because 
there's so much um, they're carrying so much of technology backbone internationally um, that a lot of countries are seeing it as if one entity going to own it from now on, it will be a risk to themselves. Um, mm. I know there used to be some talks between Samsung would buy 20% of shares, LG would invest 10% of the shares, Apple would buy some. But then is it truly leaving it on open market if you you don't have that idea that there can be a business that's going to just basically say you know what guys we think that there's plenty of money left in this business you need some accelerator we're going to buy and do a takeover and we want to see that returns later it wouldn't be a real ipo and i don't know how would it be taken uh by multiple governments Right. So do you, do you, you don't worry about, I would say based on the way that the EU kind of does regulations and, and they're really consumer, I would make the argument in some cases, they may be consumer aggressive at some point, but they really are definitely trying to take care of that. It wouldn't be American regulators that probably would do it. I would think that would be more of an EU kind of like really focusing well, on that IPO and making sure that all the ducks financially are in a row, right? And it definitely isn't going to be at the at the expense of a consumer at the end of the day. So, so Arm is a British company, uh, from what I remember. A in Arm stays for Acorn, uh, the people that used to make BBC computers. If Joe had those in in his primary school ever, um, <laughs> I remember Acorn? Yeah, yeah. Um, so they actually were part of that business. They, uh, I think, it's Acorn Risk. Um, I don't remember, uh, but there's some kind of lineage uh, between those. And I can't see where UK would kind of give it into the open market. They're seeing it as the only large technology company that's pretty much left here. Um, with with all of the things, ARM is very important to so many countries and giving Leaving it to open market, it it would be a vulnerability and leave a lot of companies exposed. It's a pretty interesting article there. Since we were talking about it, shares the AI chip are twenty five percent after a large IPO in nearly two years. Interesting. Yeah, there's a lot, and and I think that's a lot of things too that we don't we don't. And and out to be fair, this is basically a, a self actualization. I don't really understand a lot of the 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 financials behind all this, and that's at the end of the day really what this comes down to because remember they are companies that are providing services and software and hardware and those kind of things but at the end of the day they have to be profitable and they have to have a way to generate money and generate because they have to in order to to provide these services and technology to us they have to be viable right and they have to and and there's different ways of achieving viability in the marketplace right also they're trying to do it across many different companies right china as opposed to eu as opposed to the united states as opposed to south america or or those kind of countries right or near asia so it's interesting how we make it sound like is because we're on the outside and the periphery as consumers we always like to conceptualize how we really think a lot of these things go but at the end of the day there are a lot of factors that have to be dealt with and they don't always have the best information or even accurate information they have to kind of go with best best knowledge right and so i think we're sometimes consumers can be a little bit unfair to these larger companies and kind of say well how come they just don't do it this way this way this way i'm like there are a lot more forces at work that you're just not aware of and even just discussion which is high level look how much is going on with this ipo and how much i just really am not aware of 
And uh, so, I mean, yeah, yeah. let's let's put it this way: if Arm is private company, um, there would be an interest to make as much money as possible to have it on your on your quarterly results. Uh, there possibly would be some pushes internally because the quarter wasn't that good. That maybe you should sell something to Huawei, some of the designs of the chips, and make it available to them because they were not ex exactly listed as prohibited by uh, by US, by UK, by EU. But at the same time, is it in the spirit of the law that was passed? Um, I'm still looking like for as much details about the new Kirin 9000 processor that was announced. Well, yeah, I was going to ask well, you about that with Huawei coming in. That kind of, yeah. I think that really caught a lot of people, which is funny. Caught, I think it caught them off guard, but my question would be, why would you think that Huawei would just basically sit back and just say, okay, well, I guess we're just going to take our ball and go home. Did you honestly think Huawei as a, as a company was just going to kind of just say, well, you know, the United States put us on the entity list, so we're just going to go ahead and just pack it up and go home. I assume that Huawei was going to, oh yeah. I mean, I'm, they, I'm they made brilliant phones. I mean, I've got oh. here, um, P40 pro plus, which basically oh. was one of the first phones that like just gave up and like was adding every acronym to the end of the phone <laughs> as possible. <Right. laughs> um, but this phone is absolutely phenomenal. If it wouldn't be stuck on Android 10 and wouldn't be just getting apps to work properly on it, such a hard job. I would love to have it in my pocket. Um, I'm a huge Huawei fan. Oh, I'll tell you right now, I, I made this comment to somebody the other day, in full disclosure, I said, if I could get a Huawei phone to work on at and even it, with, I don't care about the apps, I don't care about you know, app gallery doesn't matter. I would use a, a Huawei P60 Pro in a nanosecond, and I would just it's use awesome. that phone really and not even. I mean, I, I mean, you know, in the, whatever. And I've had these arguments. Like, I, I still have my Huawei watch, and I still like it a lot. And I, and I have my P30, and so my dog chewed it and cracked the screen. Um, <laughs> which is funny because that P30, ironically, worked on AT&T flawlessly, and it, it wasn't certified in their network. And I put my SIM in it. I didn't even get a text message from AT&T. Hey, this phone isn't supported, and yet it worked flawlessly. I, I I think I had an anomaly, but I I am a huge fan of Huawei's hardware and software shops. I love their devices, and it I mean it it putting them on the entity list. I understand why the United States government did it. I don't agree with necessarily all the thinking behind it. Um, but I I love Huawei phones. I I, I always have. I've I've always been a huge fan. I mean, I, I need to say Oppo kind of filled in that gap for me. Um, I'm using currently. Oppo X5 Pro uh, for okay. the past year. It's absolutely great phone. Fantastic um, phone. It's, yeah. you know, it's still uh, ceramic on a bag. The lenses are good on it. I would okay. prefer that if it would be instead of times two zoom, it would be times three or five, something slightly longer, um, right. just, just to give you this, this further reach. But it's an absolutely amazing company. Um, I've got as well N2 Flip. Uh, because everyone deserves a flippy dippy in their life. That's um, right, man. <laughs> I, I had to get rid of the flippy dippy to get the fold, and I, while I'm happy with my fold, I missed the flippy dippy. I, I just, yeah, that sucks. It, it's, to... it's just so fun to to like end up your call by like slamming it close. Yeah, it's such yeah. a power move. Right. It's Definitely, just like, yeah, like the old cool. days. Like you can't really, you know, you hang up on somebody. You're like, okay, fine. 
Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't land the same. It doesn't have the same right. feeling as opposed to going, you know what? Fine, you're a jerk face. Click and just like just kind of slam the thing shut. Yeah, I, I did. I really jerk like face. the and yeah. Well, I don't know. I'm trying to be up here. I didn't. But uh, yeah, I, I think in I, the UK, what we would use would have to be bleeped out. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And like I said, um, and I agree with a shark flippy dippy for the win. I I loved having that flip fold. I made the flip four. It was a great device, and it was the same thing. It's like whenever I use a standard, I still have my one plus ten pro, and I like it. But whenever I have either you know my fold out or I have the flip out, it always generates a conversation with somebody because somebody goes, oh oh oh, and it's and you know what's funny? It's almost always an Apple user. It's never a Samsung or it's never um, an Android person. They're kind of like, oh, yeah, so what? I've heard of it, right? Even if they have it, it doesn't bother them. But it's always an Apple user going, oh, I've seen commercials for those. Is that how do you do you like that? And then, again, it, it, we get into that conversation, which I really I really enjoy. That's a lot of the reason why I like having different form factors. Because, again, to your point, Peter, it kind of makes us – those conversations start to generate, and then you can have those kind of – high level or just like, exciting, it's a great it's a great phone especially when you can mm. talk like this is the reason why i like it and especially when i show them like you have like you know you can open up app pairs and like have two apps at the same time they're like wow that's incredible and then you have your you know your s pen on the back where you could really you know people don't even think about using a phone in that way which is kind of always a, a good conversation starter i think i i also think it's a shame that in us and canada overall there's not that much competition, uh, even on the Android space. I think in Europe, we're so, um, I mean, it's so good for us that we've got Realme's, uh, Xiaomi's, Oppo's. Honor, uh, yeah. Honor. Sony. Um, you can you get yeah. a Sony at the store. You can walk in into your carrier, like an O2 carrier or yep. a tel- you know, Sony. and just, yep, just get your Sony. Yeah. It's like, um, I'm so but, jealous. It drives me crazy. But also, I, I don't know. I think in the US, the cheapest, like the plans that I've seen are like $15 a month. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm paying eight pounds for mine and I've got pretty much unlimited data because I never run out, out of it. Um, and it's it, it's just one of those things like if you're going to uncouple yourself from this monthly bill, there's like 60 pounds because you want to have the newest iPhone. Suddenly you're realizing you've got more money in your bank account monthly and if you're gonna start putting it into like pods or whatever your bank is doing, once a year you can treat yourself for a new phone. It can be a new Samsung, it can be an Oppo. You can you can take chances. Um, signing up a contract for two to three years, I think it's weird, actually. See, my yeah. problem is I like to change my phone more than once a year. <laughs> yeah, I mean we we all have those kind of problems, but there's medication available. Oh, yeah, yeah. I should seek it out. I surely should. We should. We should have an intervention for you, Joe, to help you with your yeah. phone problem. You're the same, Sam. Come on. I'm, oh, I. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See, I. I embrace it. And like I said, if Peter would have said it to me, I'd be like, "That's yeah." I mean, so quickly going back to Acorn. Um, I love this line I found on Wikipedia. Acorn is sometimes referred to as the British Apple. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's. I, I don't know if they just really imagine we was holding them. acorn phones now. That could have been. Right. I mean, they're pine phones. Right. And I agree with Aditya. There is CBT, and we could all use a bit of that. I, <laughs> I, I would agree. Aditya. Always coming in, always coming in hot. And also, Lenny is, uh, was able to stop by. And I know, hey, you know what? You know what? It's okay, sir. Even if you're late, it's okay. And speaking of that, hey, man, Joe, we're on yep. the Purpose Pixel YouTube channel. You should check that out. You should. You should also, really, yeah. 
Also, Joe, did you do some work for the purpose of Pixel Channel? Did you would like to talk Finally, about it? Finally, yeah, I've done a video recently. It's, well, how, it's how, terrible. How, <laughs> hey, you know what? Here's the thing. What do they always tell you, right? Hey, mate, you can never, you never, you never score goals on the shots you don't take, right? So it's exactly. okay, man. The, the fact you're shot, out there, it hit the post. <laughs> uh, yeah, crossbar. That's fine. Yeah. It's a crossbar. So it's okay. So yeah, check out Joe's work on the Purposely Pixel channel. Also, Lenny does a great work over there. We got the you know, the Pixel Eights are coming out now, so you know there's going to be tons of coverage on there. Not only just about the phones, but Lenny does a great job with accessories and cases and and everything else. So check it out. It, it, they've been uh, a gracious host, and we appreciate them letting us, uh, you know, kind of. I guess ride sidecar to to their to their channel. Really check it out. I mean, it, it, the sub count really doesn't tell you what really is going on. Lenny and the team over there do great work in channel. Yeah, they, Lenny, awesome work, Lenny work. works hard because he's a he's a postman during the yeah, day. Yeah, right. And then also too, he, he's got the Pixel thing going on. So check him out. The purposely Pixel, Pixel YouTube channel. Please subscribe to that. Not only will you get you know you can see these streams. I, I don't know why you would want to watch them later on. Maybe because you can enjoy it. at least for Peter. Hit watch Lenny for up him on Twitter as well. He's yeah, hit him up. Good fun. Yeah, he's absolutely. So you know, check it out. The purposely pixeled YouTube channel. That's always always a good, good good group of guys over there that really do do good work. And I'm I'm, so, I'm proud, Joe. You did you did something. I'm. I I've got a question about the Joe. Did yep. you go on holidays to Turkey as a tax write off because you had to do it? <laughs> yeah, for I wish. I Yo, wish, no, mate. Joe was it like a lot of money. Oh, shit, that was a good idea. I should have done that next time you do that. Yeah, I'll send my bill that. to Soundcore uh, later. Yeah, right. Well, I don't know if you can expense it, but you can definitely take it as a write-off. Mm, I wish I could. Well, and and I know, and, and Shark can check me on this, but I I had a buddy, and he used to do this all the time. So he would go on vacation, and he made sure that whenever he went on vacation, he always applied for a job in the market in which he was visiting. So he would go to Colorado, and he would apply for the job he already had, and he would take that as a business write-off. He would basically take that because he he actually applied for a job had had some interest he would say that he was doing it to basically further his career and he would submit that to the irs as a tax write-off he'd write off the travel um the, the lodging all of it and i don't know if that's really true he always suit said, every time no it's totally legit man u.s tax codes are good goddamn nightmare man it's it's like a billion pages and it's like i just like the fact that i thought it was kind of funny when trump's like yeah i use a tax code you know what you don't like me using the rule change the shit but until yeah. then, she does it and I do it. And I'll tell you straight to your face. I use the U.S. tax code to my advantage like everybody else does. But I got enough balls to tell you that I'm doing it. I'm like, if you know the loopholes, why aren't you not using it? <laughs> well, I know I know there's a whole career field in the United States for tax accounts to find shelters and ways around it. The U.S. tax code is extremely complicated. I don't know anything about it, but I agree with you should check it out. If you're going to go there next time and do some work in the field you might want to try to write that off a little bit i think you need I'm to talk certain to sound call will never send me a product again but um <laughs> no but uh yeah it was yeah, great <laughs> yeah i think you just went to turkey but actually you had been there before right before i think before you had sorcia you guys had been there before. yeah yeah i used to go to turkey a lot um yeah in fact we we're supposed to go last year we moved this holiday um over because of covid was still a thing sorcia was only mm. two so we, we moved it right. over a year Right. Um, so, Peter, have you been have you been back to Poland? Did you saw family back there. Do you visit occasionally or just like, you know what? I, I lived there for 18 years. I, I saw what I needed to see. There's really nothing to go back for. Like, I'm curious to you. The travel to the European Union. Well, I know. But then the European Union travel seems across Europe to be pretty efficient. Right. You know, you got trains, you got 
bus you know, you know i mean do you oh, go yeah. back occasionally um, or or does that not really a thing for you i i don't go as often as i probably should uh but that's okay. purely because there's so many places around the world that i haven't been yet oh, um yeah. so earlier this year for example we went to uh georgia uh and okay. well and armenia uh but Anytime I say Georgia, Americans are like, oh, so how do you no, like it? Is that? No, not, no, no, it's, not, country, it's not Atlanta, Georgia. No, it's, it's the country, Georgia, not the state of Georgia. Yeah, I, I knew and you meant that exactly. Yeah, yeah, and it's absolutely amazing. Um, yeah, that's kind of COVID went away. We went to Where Turkey. Uh, well, <laughs> we went a lot of places. Oh, uh, okay. I, I, I can send you a list later, but... Um, we went, for example, into the mountains. That's only later we realized that it's like 10 kilometers away from what is disputed territory between Georgia and Russia because Russia invaded them like 10 years ago. Um, okay. So that, that was interesting. Little, that gets a little dicey. You know, you got to be careful. They're, yeah, I don't know. Russia's I mean, a little weird about their borders with people. They get a little, they get a little chippy about that. It's, kind of it's, it's very interesting. If, if you would go to Georgia, the country, although it's further than Turkey, and in school you were taught that it's that's Asia, it's so European that if you'd be dropped there, you could think that maybe it's Hungary, Czech Republic. Um, yeah, it's very, very yeah, it's very European, very pro EU, and there's an amazing uh, support to like what's happening in Ukraine, for example, now because they're seeing it as. Russia was left unchecked for so long and it's doing it to more than just them. And they, I think, are putting their hopes on that if Ukraine going to go as it should, that Ukrainian people are left alone to, to themselves, um, maybe they can recover the, the areas that were taken from them too. Yeah, like I said, I uh, I actually, to be honest with you, I, you know, after you know watching my 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 buddy, I I like to go to Poland. I heard it's a really beautiful. There's a lot of beautiful areas in there, I, and I like cold weather. So oh, I'm okay. even even if it gets even if it gets cold, I'm like, I'm okay with that. Um, but I I I'd like to get to Europe at some point, and I and I you know just go to the UK and obviously visit Joe and all that. But I recommend like, Krakow. Yeah, it, it looks it looks great, and I, I'm all big. I like the food too, so that's that's another draw for me. I, I love right. any kind of food anywhere, anywhere I go. Right, no matter if it's in Asia or whatever, I love all sorts of different. I'm definitely I'm not your typical American. I'm very much into other countries' cuisines and foods and cultures. I think Polish beer is quite good, Sam. Well, that could get in trouble. I could just I just <laughs> I just sit in the chair outside my little hotel and just be sitting there doing. You got more? Just keep the beers coming. That's okay. I can have a couple of yeah. a couple. Of I mean, Poland is not as cheap as it used to be. Uh, anytime uh, I go, I kind of realize that, like, oh, uh, you know what? The <laughs> things have moved on. But recently, I was kind of reading, and outside of if we can kind of push away China to the side because their growth is so amazing for the past thirty years, mm. Poland is the, in the next top five countries in in the growth GDP growth. Uh, per capita in the 30 years. So the, the life kind of expectancy, the, your earnings really moved ahead. There's so many things that we still do absolutely awfully. <laughs> and politics is one of them. But if I, I see it as, as at least a progress, like we're not sitting and there's so many young Polish people as well that are coming back now to Poland because mm. they are 
they they had the working lives they started like in different countries they learned from that and now they're going to be like starting those uh, bring all those things to Poland well it sounds like there in order for that to happen there it has to be opportunities economic and cultural and professional right to go back to to Poland for right if you go back there and there isn't really anything to kind of come back for that that shows that at least it's it's starting to kind of you know I guess as it were right it's more expensive but in that in that expense comes the forward progress of, you know, all the things that they need to do to be, you know, uh, a, a good society. Like I said, I, I've always, I've always been fascinated by just Europe in general and Eastern Europe, especially, especially because growing again, like I said, growing up, we were told that, you know, Poland and all this, they were under Soviet rule and they just, it's just an extension of the Soviet empire. Right. And so, but then you see, it, it's like, no, it's very much after they all started to fall and kind of become independent republics again, how, when you get a little older and you start to kind of realize like it's, there's a lot more of a pirate political dynamic there that you weren't aware of because you're an American and you just, you're so oh, yeah. far isolated. Um, then you're like, wow, man, there's like a lot like Romania and the Czech Republic and Poland and all these countries are oh, just like, wow. It's, that's, it's yeah, so it's fun. Awesome. And it's what, what, that there's a few really fun games that you can play through Eastern Europe as well. So most of the Eastern Bloc countries have normally like a statue that is called Mother of, and it's the name of the country that you're in. So there's okay. Mother Georgia, there's um, Mother Armenia, and it's mostly women with like a shield and a sword or uh, right. something kind of to scare off the people that would try to invade. <laughs> right. And you can literally go through all of those and like, yeah, I've seen this one, I've seen this one, I've seen this one, and just like take them off. And similarly, um, yeah, when USSR existed, they had this one blueprint of a building that almost looks like a 30 rock uh, in New York. Right. And they were just plonking it in every single capital city. Um, and you can go from capital to capital and see like, yeah, that one looks exactly the same, like the one that I've seen right. earlier. And like the uh, Volga, the brick- right? The car, right? The Volga was that ubiquitous oh, yeah. white Volga that was everywhere. And it's like, yep, you knew all. Yeah, it's funny how architecture even the same has that same kind of like uh-huh that one you know if you know you <laughs> but, know right <laughs> but, but it's a lot of fun seeing how they moved with it, uh, with the times and it's like where on which floor you've got now the restaurants do you have like a is it a share space or workspaces or is it some kind of like tv station that took over um right. it's how all re- a lot re- of fun. how they've repurposed the area into something that's more useful for yeah gentrification yeah well joe Holy cow, man! It's already been an hour and ten minutes, man. Yep, it's gone really quickly. Um, well, that's, you know that's what, because... when we miss a week. We always well, yeah, like, yeah. Well, also, and also having just a fantastic guest on, and like I said, we would yep. love and 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 just so and we do we talked about this before, so I think uh, I'll go ahead and tell the, the viewers because I just confirmed today. So all things are going good. That we'll have TK Bay on October first. We want to make that the first show of the new season. We're going to kind of just start to kind of dial back as far as the season finale. Then Uh, you're why we actually technically have a show on the 24th, but you know what? We we may not think there was one last week, right? And it would just be Joe and I, so you would be the last guest of of the season. So, yes, you're the the fine the finale of having a guest, right? Made it, yes. And so what we're, we're trying to do is, um, you know, and of course we would never, obviously anybody who would like to come on the show and talk to us. So that's obviously a thing, but we're trying to look at more having just a rotating group of guests, you know, the people that come in and that kind of thing. So we would love again, uh, obviously with 
we love having you on and please, please never hesitate to come back on. If, if, if Sunday nights are a good time frame for you to come back on, we'd like to maybe have you come in and, and talk right. Cause this has been a fascinating conversation and you seem to be extremely knowledgeable about a lot of things and, and just a good conversation. So we really appreciate you uh, coming in and Hey, the doors always open for return visits. If, if that would, uh, it would, that would work for you. No, thank you so much. I, I definitely can make myself available at, at even on a short notice if you're going to need to. Um, especially that I didn't manage to ask, like, Sam, what, what's in your drawer? Oh, I don't have it. You know what's funny is now I have a desk. I bought one in Ikea, or I don't know how you say it in Finland or Sweden or whatever it is, but it's a, it's a bamboo top with just adjustable legs. It has no drawers. So I, I took all my stuff. What? I, well, it's just a tabletop. I bought it cheap because I'm... So I don't know. I gave the desk. Uh, so I have drawers down here. Well, let's find out. Hold on. I got to go down, down here. So let's find out. So let's. Well, While Sam's doing that, um, Peter, doing that, tell everyone where they can find you on Twitter. Um. So on Twitter, um, I'm under my full name, P-I-O-T-R-B-A-R-T-K-O-W-I-K. The easiest way is probably to take the screenshot and check it out there. Um, mm-hmm. I'm pretty much on all of the social media under that handle. Um, okay. I'm not posting as much as before because I'm taking a little break. Um, okay. It's, it's actually quite healthy uh, yeah. to like step away from your phone <laughs> a little, sometimes. A little disconnection just to kind of mentally yeah. reset. Because it's yeah, that's just, a, lot just a month. Uh, just yeah. trying to open Twitter once a day, and that's kind of it for me. Okay. Um, I mean, X. X. I, I refuse. <laughs> yeah. So we got my Chicago Bears mug. This is where my pens go now. They just, and then also eyeglass cleaner because you know two times two you never have enough um so i we are we're transitioning to aws cloud services so i'm i'm studying for this okay kind of a pain in the ass a lot of terms uh, it's just stupid they have amazon has services for everything it's really kind of insane so that's that um mom obviously so let's see i've got this this is kind of cool so it's kind of i forgot where i got this from but it's basically like a it's kind of like an over the sh- it's kind of like old school um holster kind of thing but you can put your phone in it it's like a phone case but it's got a little thing for credit cards and stuff it's kind of cool problem has always had big phones like the duo didn't fit in there so it didn't really work but i got this um so what do you find next? So let's see what knee, knee, assorted knee braces because you know nope. how is your knee um it's still it's still a little swollen but it actually works pretty i actually ran the other day like oh, jogging cool. yeah i mean i didn't fall or it doesn't hurt so it's kind of cool so oh, cool, I got right. that. Uh, what else? A mouse. One. Two, because, you know. And then my Logitech, because I got mice. I don't know what this is. Who knows? Um, Nothing in here. It's just an empty box. Just an empty box. <laughs> I don't keep that shirt up. Various cables. Cables. Standard. Um, hold on. Jesus Christ. Uh, controller for... Uh, it's actually... It's a Logitech controller. Maybe PlayStation? I don't know. I never even knew it was in there. Okay. And more cables. Drawer two. Um, oh, yeah. Check it out. N95s, right? Because that's a thing. I've got like, a like, and these are the good ones too. Like these are the N95 ones, man. Aditya, you can appreciate these, right? I got all. <laughs> I only have a few. I got a metric fuck ton of them. So that N95s. An X- oh, my Xbox Elite controller. I kept the box. It came with a little... Dude, you talk about a controller that's got way too many buttons and levers and shit. 
It's nuts, man. It's way too much. Um, oh, God, man, more in 95. Um, and what then, have you done? Uh, I lost my mind. And then this is my daughter's, actually. In the United States, we used to get these as a kid. Physical fitness awards. So you used to be able, if you had a physical fitness, you could get a little certificate. The president had, they wanted American kids not to be fat and lazy. So that was a thing. 2012, 13, something like that. That's a bummer. Premiership. I don't know what this is. Um, this is a mouse pad. Godzilla card game. I don't know where this comes from. I guess the- I, I need to say I I actually really enjoy the Godzilla movies for what oh, they are. Oh, they yeah, are Godzilla amazing. Movies are great. Oh yeah, Martha and Mecha Godzilla. Yeah. Another mouse. I, this one's cabled though. This is my old uh, Microsoft mouse. Oh, the bands for my smartwatch. This is where I bought the Milanese. But there's another yeah. band in here for, for my Huawei watch. And so I got that. And the GT4 looks good. Dude, I want to get one. Oh. I guess I have to get one in the UK, but I don't. Is there a retail, a good retail site in the UK to buy one of those? Because I. Uh, you can get it from Huawei yeah, directly in UK. I tried Amazon. They don't. I guess it doesn't come out till October 5th. 6th. Something I don't know, like but in in the UK, if you buy it through Huawei official website, I think you're getting as well some of the um, wireless headphones, and there's a fifteen fifteen yeah. percent uh, off. So it comes just under three hundred pounds, I believe. And well, for I what guess you're getting, good deals normally. I guess yeah. my question is, for an American, is that is that something I can do, or do I don't know how I'm able to pull that off? Because I I would be interested in the GT4. I think it looks really good. Yeah, it's a good watch. Um, but uh, I mean. Uh, they always look real smart, they... their watches, and the battery life as well. Right. Oh, and I, I'm, and I'm using sure. GT2, and that's got like 10 days battery life still, after four or five years of use. Oh, man, um, that's awesome. So. Awesome. Watch 6 Classic. Doesn't so have that's what's in my drawers. Yeah. So, I, I still have technically drawers, but yeah, in my desk, drawers. I don't have drawers. Any. I, and I usually, according to Lenny, I don't usually wear drawers. Peter, have you got any drawers? No. Uh, no, but I I kind of brought a selection of phones with me, just if we uh, would be talking about anything. Oh, uh, man, look at all those. And you got the Snapdragon one. I love that. I mean, I was like, oh, that's Yeah, cool. I've got, uh, I was lucky enough to get a couple of cases from them uh, for the Samsungs. Um, but as well, I've got my Oppo. I've got, um, I've got Pixel 6 here. I've got the... Oppo and to flip, uh, there's absolutely great. What skin have you got on that? Yeah, oh, it's so... not a skin. It's it's actually a case uh, that uh, they had oh. limited edition. Um, That's cool. I've, yeah, oh, it's okay. so it's, it looks like is that a first party Apple case? It looks like what it looks like. Yes, yes, it oh, is. Okay. They were they were theoretically only released in Italy uh, for, in my opinion, way too much money. Uh, but <laughs> no they, joke. UK Oppo was really nice to me and after i've done um like a survey with them and uh, how do you call those uh just basically talk about the product how i'm using it how i would be seeing it progressing they they sent one of those to me uh or two i think two of those so yeah um are you also an oppo ambassador at all no 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 i just really enjoy 
I know. I I I never get those kind of things, but uh, it it never stops me from liking a company, nonetheless. Yeah, you should consider those. I think um, you do a good job of that. Oh, I thank you. I mean, my my followers like my following haven't grew whatsoever for the past like five years. So, I, I think mine. being in mid thirties, it's kind of hard to break through to be a like influencer. Uh, right, but. Well, and also, I got one of these, too. I didn't tell you, Joe. Do I, I have the tidbit? These oh, are so yeah, great. Cool. My, yeah. So that's where I live. Quality, of course, is F, which means fail. <laughs> Terrible. Um, but, yeah, these are great. Man, I love this thing. I got, like, sports scores and, like, a little ticker. Uh, this is pretty cool. Like, t- it's called Tid BYT. I have no meetings because it's a Sunday. And this is tied TK, to my actual TK's calendar. Them as well, yeah, these things are great, man. It's a lot of fun. And actually, if I was ex- if I had a lot of energy, I could write an API to put my own shit on there. But and of course, the Bears lost because of course they fucking did. They're zero two now. <laughs> so much for that awesome season. Fucking dicks. <laughs> Anyway, so, but yeah, uh, but yeah, Peter, if you'd like to come back, dude, you have, always have an open invitation, my friend. Thank you so much for coming on. And we always, I mean, I've been excited about this, having you come on, because I know you're always in the chat and always making really great comments and having you on has been awesome. I really, really appreciate you taking the time to share, spend and share with us. Today. It's been awesome. Thank you for having me. Uh, oh, it was a lot of fun. Oh, yeah, Our absolutely. Absolutely. And Joe's rocking the 2007 Arsenal kit. So that's very good to him. Me. I'm just hanging out. So, so that we have no guests next week, and I guess that would technically, Joe, that be our last, our last episode of the season. And then we'll have uh, yeah. TK on scheduled for October first, and then we'll have a new logo. It'll be season three, and we're gonna have come with a little bit of a different approach as far as guests and stuff like that. We were still obviously never gonna turn around any turn away anybody who would like to come on the show and, and discuss some stuff. But we're having more of a rotational kind of like Dan and, and Fat Produce and you know Peter and that kind of thing. We'd like to have everybody having come our in. buddies on having our buddies in there. So I guess that's it. So for myself Just and quickly, for Joe Sam before yeah. we go. Um so I've started a me we community uh, oh, that's right for the Nomad mm-hmm. Tech project. I'll pull it on Twitter. Um all we'll our share. followers are welcome to join because that's what I like about the chat. Um, I want to be able to engage with you guys more, uh, not just on a weekly basis, but every day. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, absolutely. join the MeWe. I'll put that on Twitter. Absolutely. Yeah, I forgot about the MeWe. Thanks, Joe, for doing that. Like I said, it's really good. Um, MeWe chat also, too, and uh, that'd be fantastic. And also just, you know, we're on we're on the social medias, and so the Nomad Tech Project, and we're also on the uh, the Twitter, the X, and the Instagram. I don't, we don't have an Instagram. Yeah. We don't have an Instagram. We don't need an Instagram. We, no, we've not, not got that cool. one, no. no, we're good. Also, by the way, uh, playing Starfield and it runs a lot better on the Xbox. Apparently, my apparently they're right. Apparently, my PC sucks and I can't run it. But on the Xbox, I downloaded on Game Pass. It's pretty good. Um, I I kind of I'm digging it. Um, it's got a real. It basically it's Fallout in space. It's basically what the game is. Sounds it's, good. It's all right. It's not too bad. So it's um, it's. I, I think it's amazing what this game going to be in a couple of years, though. Oh yeah, I I think they're definitely not going to they're going to throw some effort behind it because I think it's definitely got some push. It's it's a lot of fun, so um we'll we'll see. So far, so good. I actually can actually play it now. Yeah, I'm I'm enjoying it. It's not too bad. So Joe, that's it for myself and Pure. Thanks for coming to the Nomad Tech Project with Sam and Joe for this seventeenth uh, of September. We're going to be back next week on the twenty fourth, the last show of the season. Then October 1st would be with TK and always enjoy your tech. Thanks for stopping by again, Jimmy. Thanks for 
and making the contributions to the channel and everybody else's comments and shark and Aditya and, and Mike and, and Luis. Thanks for coming by. Appreciate it. Love you guys. Enjoy your tech. Be excellent to each other. And we'll catch you next week on the Nomad Project with Sam and Joe. I'm tired. It's been a long day. I had a long week, dude. I'm tired. All right. For myself, for Joe and Pierre. Take care, guys. Love you guys. Bye. Yeah. <laughs>